This episode is full of spoilers and contains some not-so-super language. Cheerio, citizens. Welcome to the Fortress of Potitude. I'm Dave Michaels. I'm Brian Betts. And this is the, the show where I can't decide what accent in the British area to do, apparently. You should mention we are Kate Podcasters. We're not. We're the Kingsmen. That's right. We're not supposed to tell people that, though. Is that the rule? I don't know. Because <laughs> I feel like they like to flaunt their They just kind of like walk in and they're the like, hey, we're the Kingsmen. Oh, shit. We're supposed to be spies. Hey, everything we have is branded Kingsmen. It's not like you walk around with, like, men's warehouse umbrellas being like, <laughs> who are you fighting for? <laughs> well, first of all, that's because it's men's warehouse. <laughs> that's true. It's not very often you're in the red carpet like, hey, who are you wearing? Men's warehouse. I like the way I look. I guarantee it. That... <laughs> they guaranteed it. So they guaranteed I, I like it. I, I mean, I feel okay, I guess. Just Andrew Garfield on the, on the red carpet. Oh, my wearing? Oh, it's uh, it's Men's Warehouse. <laughs> That'd be even better. Andrew Garfield on the red carpet. Who are you wearing? Joseph A. Bank. <laughs> I like how you said it like like Patrick Stewart, though. Well, that's the yell on the commercial all the time. That's true. They don't just say the name. It's like they have to emphasize it. Joseph A. Bank. <laughs> Did you catch that? I caught it. Everyone caught it. Yeah. Now go fuck off with the Brooks Brothers. <laughs> Too expensive for my taste. It's true. <laughs> I completely agree with that. Uh, very, very, very much uh, a men's warehouse Kenneth Cole boy here. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, Kenneth Cole is like the, I'm going to splurge a little bit. I'll spend the extra four to five dollars on the Kenneth Cole <laughs> version. Uh, this is hanging on the wall at JCPenney and not in the middle <laughs> rack. Seems like a good time to say that we are talking about Kingsman, The Golden Circle from 2017, directed by Matthew fucking Vaughn this week. They're back, baby. They are back, baby. Have you ever seen this thing before? I have never seen this movie until now. And? Oh boy, is it just so much fun. Did you like the first one? I don't remember. I did like the first one. I thought it was it was better than the kick-ass movies. I completely agree with you there. They're very different movies, though. But also not. But also, but they also are. not. But also they are. But they're also yeah. Um, let's see. We talked about Kingsman: The Secret Service in episode one hundred and one. So seventy-four <laughs> episodes ago. It's been a minute. Been a while. Um, I liked it. I think I like this one better. I think I like this one better too. This is a fun movie. This is just like excess for the sake of having excess. Yes, exactly that. <laughs> and you know what? Sometimes you need that. Yeah, you know what? There's there's a thing to be said about a movie that goes overboard, and then there's another thing to be said about a movie that goes so far overboard, you're like, all right, they're intentionally going overboard. <laughs> exactly. And uh, this movie's not going to hide how far overboard it's going to go. <laughs> no, it is not. Do you want to just get into this thing? Let's do it. Eggsy, a.k.a. Galahad, played by Taron fucking Egerton, 
steps out of the Kingsman headquarters slash tailor shop and is immediately approached by former Kingsman candidate gone rogue Charlie, played by Edward Holcroft. You might remember him from the first movie. He didn't make it. Didn't make the cut. He didn't make the cut. And then he was at the bunker at the end. We'll get there. We will get there. He holds Eggsy at gunpoint and forces him into a Kingsman taxi cab while Charlie's accomplices follow. Sounds dangerous. Sure does. Oh, man, all the stakes already. So already, we're not even 10 seconds in the movie. It's like, get in the car. We're not. So far, all we've seen is a suit. And then the action goes. It's like, then, damn it. You yeah. laid this movie out on the line right away. Cue the most insanely shot car chase slash fight scene between Eggsy and Charlie and his wacky robot arm. It's insane. And this is just Matthew Vaughn. Matthew Vaughning all over the screen because... All over. It's just the backseat of a, a taxi. And he manages to get a thousand angles, conservatively. I don't know how he does it. I don't know either. And he keeps finding ways to make it interesting. And that's and more they're impressive. all so extreme. And the, the depth of field is wild. And the action and the movement, it's, it is a hell of an intro scene. It really is. Eventually, Eggsy crashes the car, sending Charlie flying through the windshield, ripping off his robot arm. Not what you want if you're the guy with the robot arm. No, you, you want to keep that thing on you. Or do you? Merlin, he's back, once again played by Mark fucking Strong. He guides Eggsy away from Charlie's goons and the police to an underwater hideout. <laughs> hideout, because it's in Hyde Park. <laughs> see, see what I did there? Eggsy has an important dinner to get to, so he jumps into a sewer full of shit water to get out. Can we talk about Mark Strong for a second? We should talk about Mark Strong for more than a second. We should, but I feel like I'm going Mark Strong blind. Really? Really. Because in this movie especially, I went, it's got a little bit of the tooch going on. He does have a, a smidge of tooch. There's, like, you, you look at him and you're like, you're a strong boy, but there is definitely a, a, a hint of tooch about you. You are trying to be a little toochy. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> uh, Mark Strong is a gift to the world, and we should stop going to church and just pray to him. Absolutely. Mark Strong is the man. Absolutely. And the range. Oh, incredible. Oh, it's beautiful. He's amazing in this movie. We'll get there. After Eggsy leaves, Charlie's mechanical arm hacks into the cab's computer to get information on the Kingsmen. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, a little bastard just like woke up and it started punching in buttons. It's like, maybe you should have just done that from the start. Just send your little robot arm in there. It doesn't right? need to be attached to your shitty shoulder. You don't have to hold anybody hostage. Just put your arm in the cab. That's it. <laughs> Done. You could have skipped all of it. The cab could have been parked for the night. You could have just wandered way in there like thing style. Exactly. <laughs> Eggsy makes it to his home with his girlfriend, whom you may remember from the last movie, Princess Tilde, played by Hannah fucking Allstrom. You might remember her because uh, she gave up the bee, the bee hole at the she end sure of the did. last movie. Comedically. Com comedically gave up the b-hole it's not every day that a major motion picture gives up the b-hole and it's definitely not every day that a major motion picture gives up the b-hole comedically that's true there's a <laughs> special a set line. of circumstances <laughs> that's the world the kingsmen live in she joins eggsy and his mates brandon liam and jamal for brandon's birthday they're all just, you know, drinking, hanging out, having fun. That was the important dinner that Eggsy swam through shit to get to. I get it. Friendship is important. It's the things that dreams are made of. Exactly. It's not about the journey. It's about the friends we made along the way. Right? 
I don't know. We haven't really gone anywhere yet. So it's kind no, of like true. the friends you begin with. It's kind of, yeah. The friends that you had before right along the, the way. Right at the start. <laughs> Eggsy is supposed to meet Tilda's parents the next night. So he asks Brandon to watch his dog, JB. JB, who's back from the last movie. He's the dog that Eggsy wouldn't shoot. Right. Famously never got shot. So, like, he's the opposite of JFK. <laughs> JB. Yeah, exactly. JFK famously shot. Right. JB famously not famously unshot. Shot is an unshot dog. JB not FK. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> Deep in the jungles of Cambodia, we find Poppyland, a small 1950s style community run by Poppy Adams, played by Julianne Fucking Moore. I'm gonna need you to put more of an emphasis on the fucking here because Julianne she's so good. Fucking more. She's incredible in this movie. Absolutely amazing. And she's not usually an actress that I like all that often because I feel really? like she has like a very niche performance all the time. Where That's true. There's like a hint of weird to it by design. Yeah. But it's like a cute weird kind of like evolution. I can't believe that's the one I'm going to bring up. <laughs> kind of like <laughs> of that. all the movies. <laughs> you know, like she's weird, but like in a cute weird way. But here, they found it. They found the perfect spot for her. And she crushes it. I mean, it. It, it works so well. She fancies herself the most successful businesswoman of all time, but lacks the recognition for it since she deals in more illicit products like weed, coke, meth, and heroin. You know, drugs. In her diner, Poppy meets with her associate, Charles, and a prospective associate, Angel. We should say that Brian says in her diner because she has this bit of like 50s nostalgia that she's built in her poppy land in yes. Cambodia. This is what she wants to surround herself with. If you're rich, go for it. You have an aesthetic in mind? You just kind of, you have the money for it. Build the 50s community in the middle of Cambodia. Why not? <laughs> she knows that Charles has been doing business behind her back. And as punishment, she makes Angel throw him in the meat grinder. But this isn't just like a meat grinder, like in the back, Sweeney Todd style. This is front and center. Yeah. Hometown deli meat grinder right there. Right there by the counter. But I did find it pretty damn gross after he got thrown in the meat grinder and she starts like holding the meat and like forming a patty. Forming a patty at her. You're like, surely she's not. That's real gross. What surely are you doing there? She's Poppy. not. She sends Angel to her salon for a quote unquote makeover where a robot lady burns off his fingerprints and grinds his teeth down and gives him a circular brand of pure gold. He loves gold. When Angel returns to the diner, Poppy serves him a burger made from ground chuck, uh, Charles. Ha <laughs> Because uh, his name is like beef. Uh, in the words of NBA Jam, he's on fire. Well done, Brian. <laughs> Angel eats the man burger out of fear that he will suffer a similar fate. Well, let's talk about this man burger for a second, because- <laughs> let's. It looked so good. It really did look pretty appetizing. It's like whenever you look at the big board, uh, whenever you go fast food eating, that's what they call it, right? <laughs> yeah, the big board when you go fast food eating. <laughs> and the food looks like edible there. And then when you get it, it's like the saddest thing ever. Right. It's, why is this more gray than in the picture? It's that the I shot puppy of food whenever you unwrap it. It's not <laughs> what you want. Uh, this looked like the big board of the eating. Yeah. At it the was fast very food. appetizing. She spent the time, you know? She did. She placed the tomatoes and lettuce individually, made sure that the cheese was draped just right. 
You know, it was it was picturesque. And that patty was nice and plump too. She must have gotten like a, a good lot of ground hunk chuck. of meat in there. It was good. Dave, I have an actual IMDb trivia fact. Okay. <laughs> poppy is an appropriate name for a villain who deals in drugs, as many drugs are synthesized from the poppy plant. It's true. There you go. IMDb told me. And I got a a, a cape trivia question. The more oh, you know, okay. we got to okay. learn here. Uh, Brian, would you eat a burger of your friend? I don't, I don't think I would. Gun to your head. Oh yeah, probably. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's good Gun to know. That's all it really took. Eat <laughs> this like man burger. Probably dead already. Yeah. I mean, there's no salvaging him if he's already in the form of a meat patty. And you're probably sitting there already just like, I'm kind of curious how he tastes. Like when he's living. Well, you know. Like that's how you judge friendship, right? I had always wondered. It's always like in the back of your mind. It's definitely not in the front of your mind how your friends taste, but it's definitely in the back of your mind. <laughs> and when is this opportunity going to present itself again, really? You have no idea. It's like it's not illegal here because you're already dealing with like the drugs and stuff. Like right. this is probably like the most up and up that this situation could be for what you're getting yourself into. <laughs> that That's... Cambodia Prime right there. That's right. <laughs> Cambodia DA. What? What? What's this being made out of? Ruth and Chris? Oh. Delicious. You got a combo blend? I can't believe you got both of them. Bag in London. Eggsy attends a debriefing with the other Kingsmen. They do a whole, in case you forgot the last movie, exposition dump about Charlie and how he lost his arm, etc., etc., they also see he has a golden circle brand and they're all like well we should probably figure out what that's about break and then they do they just leave and it's time to solve a mystery that evening eggsy has dinner with tilda and her parents the queen and king of sweden and the king keeps trying to pull a gotcha on eggsy but eggsy provides spot-on analyses for every topic he's quizzed on thanks to roxy from the last movie played by sophie cookson feeding him information through his spy glasses let me ask you this. Uh, scale of, let's just go nine to 10. How great is Roxy? Uh, 11. Nailed it. She's phenomenal and underused. We'll get there. We will get there shortly. Meanwhile, Brandon is at Eggsy's place watching JB, not FK. Right. He finds Eggsy's stash of guns and gadgets and connects to Eggsy's glasses camera. Eggsy sees Brandon playing with a lighter slash hand grenade and he screams at Brandon to put it down. But of course, it looks like he's shouting at the king. It's fun. <laughs> That's the word you want to use. <laughs> <laughs> Brandon puts the grenade down, and moments later, missiles start coming down on all the Kingsmen's headquarters, homes, and hideouts. Brandon, JB, Roxy, Arthur, all the Kingsmen are killed in the ensuing explosions. Arthur, Michael fucking Gambon, man. Yeah, he was there. He was Dumbledore. Briefly. And then he was Arthur, and now he's... Probably unemployed. I don't know what he's doing. That's a great question. Because in my head, he's got those two roles, and that's it. He was Arthur for a hot second before he got blowed up. And they named a turn after him in Top Gear back in the day. Well, there you go. I mean, what more do you need? That's kind of like the pinnacle of career. Anyway. Yeah, it's not about the trophies won at award shows. It's about the turns on Top Gear named after you along the way. So all the Kingsmen are dead. <laughs> oh, that's right. I forgot where we were. I was so upset about Roxy. Sorry. Yeah, it's a bummer that Roxy was in it real good and then not in it anymore. Poppy, who orchestrated the attack, celebrates and presents Charlie with a new and improved mechanical arm. They're having a blast. They are, because she names it Arm Armageddon, and she gets a kick out of it, and I loved it. 
It's great. It's fantastic. Puns. The way to my heart. <laughs> Always. <laughs> Eggsy goes to the ruins of the Kingsman headquarters, and he runs into Merlin. And after they accuse each other for a hot minute, Merlin brings Eggsy to a vault where they're meant to enact the Doomsday Protocol. And it turns out the Doomsday Protocol is a bottle of whiskey. As it should be. Agreed. But it's not just any bottle of whiskey. It is a proper bottle of bourbon that says Statesman on it. Statesman. Well, this is the Doomsday Protocol. I feel like, Brian, me and you need to enter the Doomsday Protocol. It might be time for a Doomsday Protocol. The first of many, my friend. That's such a fun sound. I love that sound. It's like it's fun to drink and it's fun to open. Good times ahead. That's right. As we said, Statesman. Statesman. This movie did partner with Old Forester. And they actually came out with a bourbon called Statesman that you can get just about anywhere. It is widely available wherever they sell Old Forester. To JB, to Roxy, to JFK, to uh, (laughs) Brandon, to all of them. Cheers. Arthur, etc. The unnamed guys. That's right. The guys we saw at the bowlers, but now they're dead too. Oh, that's really good. Tastes like America. Eggsy and Merlin decide to drink to the memory of their friends. When they finish the bottle, Eggsy sees a note on the inside of the label that reads, Distilled in Kentucky. But the K is actually the Kingsman logo. Whoa! Cheeky bastards! <laughs> they just beer fested. I did. <laughs> <laughs> They're not that drunk. Uh, they are. Yeah, Eggsy and, and Merlin are that drunk. And we know that <laughs> because they did the classic undoing of the ties. Right. And just That's dangling how you know. them down. That's how you know. British people are drunk when they undo their ties. It's game on. Once that tie's undone, you better... <laughs> Be ready to go. I like that they're drunk enough that Eggsy's like, I think we're going to have to go to Kentucky. And Merlin's like, yeah, I don't want fried chicken right now. That's where my synapses would connect to. Yeah, Eggsy was like, no, I no, get it. not the restaurant, the state. In Kentucky, Eggsy and Merlin arrive at a distillery where they are found by Agent Tequila, played by Channing fucking Tatum. It's ridiculous that he's in this movie. But also it's not because of the people (laughs) who are about to follow. Thinking that they're intruders, Tequila fights both of them until he manages to knock them both out. He ties them up. When they wake up, Tequila interrogates them, believing that they're working for an enemy and are trying to retrieve a captive comrade. What comrade, you might ask? Harry Hart, Colin fucking Firth, alive and well, is being held in a padded room. He's back, baby! Amazing. Can't wait to see how they explain this one. (laughs) They will, though. That's the exciting part. (laughs) In detail. Oh, yeah. Tequila threatens to shoot Harry if they don't start talking. Luckily, Ginger Ale, played by Hallie fucking Barry, (laughs) who I had no idea was in this movie. Surprise. She waltzes in and tells Tequila that Eggsy and Merlin's story about the Kingsman check out. And that their own Doomsday Protocol is a Kingsman umbrella with their logo in the place of the S. Boom! Turns out we're we're each other's Doomsday Protocols. Who knew? Whiskey's more fun than an umbrella, but um, you get what you get. You don't pitch a fit. That's what I tell my kids. (laughs) Beggars can't be choosers. Uh, It's about the journey, not the destination, etc., etc. I would much rather be a Kingsman than a Statesman in this situation. Only during the Doomsday Protocol. I think all other times, rather be a statesman. You think so? Because, I mean... On account of the... They're dressed very headquarters well. Headquarters being 
a distillery. A distillery. That's fair, actually. <laughs> that would be a lot like a, a Wonka situation for me. Tequila apologized to the two, and they let he lets <laughs> the statesman is kicking in already. <laughs> Tequila apologizes to the two of them and let them in to see Harry. Lets them in to see Harry. Words English. I don't know how any of it works. Harry doesn't remember who they are, nor that he was a Kingsman at one point. Just loves butterflies. He's just like, I'm here to study butterflies and kick ass, and I'm all out of asses to kick. Right, so he just starts drawing butterflies on his wall. <laughs> Eggsy and Merlin join Tequila and Ginger at the headquarters of their organization, the Statesmen. Dave, I have what is probably a caped IMDb trivia fact. Oh, there should be a bunch. There's so many. I just kept going. Yeah, well, I want to prepare you for the ride that is going to be the rest of this movie because it's almost nonstop IMDb facts. I, I treated the IMDb facts on this one. I just said, I'm going to keep going. It was a lot like when you're a teenager and your parents leave you home alone for the weekend and you're just going to go wild <laughs> and discover things on the internet that yeah. you definitely should not be looking up. Nope, but you, you will not. because- And you're going to go until you can't go anymore. You have the time now. Yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> So prepare yourself for uh, any momentum we might have built up to be just gone for the rest of the movie. <laughs> I'm sitting and I'm getting comfortable. Despite the film taking place in Kentucky, no cousins were married during the production. It's true. I had to look it up. I, I googled how many cousins were married. We had to check the records movie. of all of the, of the crew. It took me a long time to go through them all, but I did it. There was one case of cousin marriage, but it didn't happen during the production. That's correct. Ginger explains that after Harry supposedly died at the hands of Richmond Valentine, Sammy fucking L. fucking Jackson, Ginger and Agent Whiskey arrived at the church where Valentine's super sim cards were activated and used a device called Alpha Gel to keep Harry alive while nanomites repaired the damaged tissue, leaving him with amnesia. It's basically just like this gel sock thing that goes like over your face and your yeah. head and then they inflate it and then something goes into your head and it pumps like, your clogs the hole full of <laughs> nanobots that repair your brain i don't know how any of this works i don't think you're supposed to nor do i care because you know what the way it's explained you're like yeah fine all sure. right sure they put a sock on my face they fill it with gel and it repairs my bullet brain perfect seems good enough the kingsmen then meet the head of the statesman champagne or as he likes to be called Champ, played by Jeff fucking Bridges. Another surprise. Oh my God. What a surprise. And then finally, they meet Agent Whiskey, played by, which was, this is probably the biggest surprise for me because I had no clue he was in this movie. <laughs> Pedro fucking Pascal. Mando's here. Unreal. This guy is everywhere. And this is like, Pre him exploding. Yeah, this is this is a Pedro Pascal that like they got cheap, and now you look back and you're like, how did they get him? Yeah, and he still has all the charm in the world. All of it. Uh, I have actual IMDb trivia fact about him. Okay, whiskey is modeled after Burt Reynolds, who starred in Sam Whiskey in 1969. Perfect. Oh yeah, he's Burt Reynoldsing all over the screen. Oh, absolutely, he is. Like the first thought I had when I saw him was like, you know what? Yeah, you could you could definitely do a. Smokey and the Bandit reboot with Pedro Pascal. Hold the fucking phone, because I didn't realize I needed that until this second. <laughs> and I'm usually pretty against reboots, but- Yeah, that's true. I want this. Very much for it. And maybe we'll get there. Maybe we'll get there. It depends on how much the, the statesman traces. Is that what yeah. they say? 
Yeah, well, usually the Buffalo traces, but because we're statesmen today, depends on how much the state mans. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> depends on how old the forester is. He's pretty damn old. It's in the name. The agents are all debriefed on Poppy's organization, the Golden Circle. Hey, that's the name of the movie. How about that? They learn that Charlie's girlfriend, Clara, who's played by Poppy Delavine, which, how interesting is that, that her name is Poppy, the actress that, that plays the girl. I guess it's is, interesting. It's I... the same as the name of sure. the villain that's named after the drugs. All right, Brian, sit the next few plays out when it comes to the statesman. <laughs> <laughs> Clara is in regular contact with Charlie, and she'll also be at the Glastonbury Music Festival, where they can intercept her. Meanwhile, at Poppyland we find that Poppy is keeping Elton John as a prisoner. <laughs> Elton John played by Elton fucking John. Yeah, Elton John is prominent in this movie in the best way possible. I thought it was going to be this tiny little cameo for this scene, and boy was I wrong, and boy was I happy to be wrong. He's on the poster, like build on the poster. Oh my God, Elton John is Elton John is my favorite thing about this movie. But that's the thing is like when you hear Elton John, you hear like someone threw a bottle within a mile of him and he freaks the fuck out. <laughs> yeah. But with this, it's like they got Elton John to have fun. And I didn't know that that was a so thing that you could fun? do. And he has the most fun. I don't remember the last time I've seen somebody have this much fun on film. I don't either. We will get there. There's one shot that just, oh. no, there's two shots that completely break me. Yes. Each time I watch this. We will 100% get there. I cannot wait. They might even be one-liners later. I don't know. One of them certainly will be. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so Poppy is keeping Elton John as a prisoner, forcing him to perform music for her. And as he's performing, a blue rash comes across his face and hands. His veins become very prominent and, and dark blue. And we should say that he's not just performing music, he's a lounge singer. Like, they're in a theater they're that a Poppy theater. has constructed that only has, like, two seats in the middle. That don't, that's the only place anyone ever sits. Yeah. And he's on a stage with a grand piano that has Elton in bright lights above him. <laughs> he has a like, full this is marquee built out. Yeah, it's, it's... it's ready to go. As his blue rash crosses his face and hands, Poppy demands to know where he got his hands on her drugs. Elton said he did the drugs with Angel, leading Poppy to send her robo-dogs Benny and Jet. Fantastic. So good. After Angel. The dogs get Angel, they tear him in half, and then they run toward Elton, but they're programmed to view him as a friend. And I love this so much because there's like these two little dog doors outside this diner <laughs> where Benny and Jet live and where Poppy lives, and Elton John is sitting between them just like, I got someone in trouble. Just crouched between oh, the doggy man. doors. <laughs> Acting against nothing and crushing it. He's so good. Dave, I have a twofer. I have an actual IMDb trivia fact and a cape IMDb trivia fact. Hit me. This is great. First, the IMDb trivia fact. Taron Egerton played Sir Elton John in Rocketman, but it would be understandable if the audience thought that he also disguises himself as Sir Elton in a sequence in this, not realizing that Elton John biopic was cast much later. They got it right the first time. Like, stop while you're stop. ahead. Fact. You but got then they it. they were like, and then you like speculated on I bullshit. I have more to add about this fact, like how viewers... It would be understandable if they thought it was actually Taron Egerton. Anyway, I have an actual caped fact, too. Sure. All Elton Johns are Taron Egertons, but not all Taron Egertons are Elton Johns. It's completely true. It's fascinating Look it up. because I would have assumed the opposite. No, it's no. It's not the opposite. <laughs> it, that, that is completely factual. And I'm glad I finally got set straight. 
It's kind of like how all bourbon is whiskey, but not all whiskey is bourbon. Right. So whenever you see an Elton John, you're like, you're a Taron Egerton, aren't you? And you're like, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, true. It's true. But every time you see a Taron Egerton, he may not be an Elton John. It might not be. You right. got to really pay attention. You got to really focus in on those Terrans. You have to. Back in Kentucky, the same blue vein-like rash appears on Tequila's face, forcing him to sit the mission out. That's not good. You can't put blue shit all over my, my Channing Tate yum's face. Nobody puts Channing in the corner. They did. They Well, they put him literally in a fridge soon, but uh, <laughs> we'll get that. I guess they have put him in a corner for now. Yes. Yes. At the Glastonbury Music Festival, Eggsy and Whiskey go undercover to find Clara. Their mission is to plant a tracking device in her. And their way of doing this. <laughs> Not on her. In her. It's important because they need a membrane in order to uh, plant it. Yep, important distinction to make. So they give Eggsy a condom, and he goes, tiny, that's tiny too small. Guy. And they're like, it's for your finger, you dipshit. And he goes, ah, that explains why it's finger-sized. <laughs> oh, got it. <laughs> I was making assumptions about you Americans. So now we weirdly have fingering as a plot device. <laughs> we absolutely do. But first, we have to woo her. So we send it's in- It's not going to take much. <laughs> Pedro Pascal. <laughs> Just totally decked out in his cowboy gear to start hitting on this very young Clara. He Pedro goes Pascal for it, man. Just, he absolutely sends it. He hits on her, and she's like, not having it. So Eggsy steps in, and he saves her from him. And well, that's all that took. Yep. <laughs> the two go back to Clara's tent, where she wants to do the damn thing with Eggsy. But Eggsy's feeling a little uneasy about it, so he calls up Tilde to see if she's cool with it if he sleeps with Clara for the sake of the mission. And unsurprisingly, Tilde's not cool with it. No, well, she's not cool with it in this situation. Right. Because he says, like, I want to spend the rest of my life with you. And she's like, well, if that's the case. Is that a proposal? If that's a proposal and I say yes, well, then obviously, yeah, go for it. But then he starts backtracking. He's like, well, not a proposal per se. He got his hall pass to save the world. And then he backed out of that hall pass. He backed out of the hall pass. And- it's a lot like if you like, you're sitting in, in like sixth grade English and you got to take a piss. <laughs> so you get up and you grab that hall pass and you start walking out the door, but then you've pissed yourself already. Right. And you're like, nope. Yeah. Actually, you know what? I'm just going to sit back down. I'm good. I'm good now. <laughs> I feel relieved. You know what? What I thought I needed, I no longer need. Just going to go back to where I was. <laughs> just going to mosey on I'm back to my seat. live in it. That's all you can do. Just make it seem natural at this point. Yeah. So because of the backtracking, Tilda gets pretty mad. She hangs up on Eggsy. She's not going to speak to him for a while. No, until it's uh, appropriate? I I don't know. Eggsy tries to turn Clara down because he's like, all right, Tilda's not cool with this. But then he sees this golden circle mark on her back, and he's like, fuck it. And he fingers her. He, like, switches gears so fast. He's like, I can't do it. I'm dating somebody. I can't do it. And she turns around, and he's like, you know Actually, what? Let's do it. Remember that American? Surprised he didn't bring up third base because baseball terms. No, that's very American. It would have been very American. He doesn't even like hit any other bases, though. He just nope. He just just goes right downtown. Deep du- spelunking. He just goes for it. That's it. You know what this movie needed that I didn't know it needed is a vagina shot of going into it. Of the inside of it, yeah. The CGI interior of a, of a vagina with a with a beeping little radar. Exactly. 
Exactly. <laughs> Microchip. Now, Brian, let me ask you a question. This is a uh, caped trivia question. Okay. Part two. Part two. I feel like it would be silly if I say, would you finger your friend in order to save the world? Would you <laughs> finger a friend's asshole to oh. save the world? Uh, no, I don't think so. Gun to your head. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Beginning to sense a theme here. Uh, yeah, Brian's soft. If you put a gun to his head, you can get him to do anything. There you go. But now you, you know find the trick. this limit. <laughs> <laughs> like what's the line or gun to your head no <laughs> <laughs> you know what shoot me <laughs> that's it it's probably a combination of the two of the eating my friend and the fingering my friend's butthole so your friend is only like halfway into the meat grinder just <laughs> like Charles was at the beginning of this thing would you finger your friend's butthole that's sticking out of the meat grinder while you eat said friend no. Gun to your head. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the line. We haven't got there yet. All right. No, we're not there yet. <laughs> Dave, I do have an actual IMDb trivia fact about this. Yeah. Yeah. You might as well. Go ahead. Taron Egerton declined to shoot the graphic scene where Eggsy has to plant a tracking device inside the villain's girlfriend. The hand scene getting intimate with actress Poppy Delavine actually belongs to her husband. Egerton revealed. I said to Matthew Vaughn, I'm not comfortable doing this, so it's not my hand. It's Poppy's husband's hand. He saved the world. You know what? Taron Egerton, absolute professional yes. for saying that on set. Matthew Vaughn, absolute professional for allowing it and finding a fix that made it work within the film. 100%. Poppy Delavine, absolute professional for committing to this scene because that's not an easy one to do. No, not at well all. Well done, everybody. Yes. And it is a controversial scene. It is. It absolutely is. Matthew Vaughn kind of known for him, though. That's true. He likes putting explicit scenes in the movie that the James Bond movies kind of hint at to be like, hey, isn't this fucked up? Oh, yeah. He just goes the whole way with it, though. Yeah. Like, there's no imagination. Right. At all. You right. just see it. It's like, here is what this is actually like. James Bond, not so cool now, is he? No, he's not. <laughs> Clearly not. <laughs> so with all that, Eggsy leaves the tent, still feeling pretty guilty about cheating on Tilde. And we should state that he only does the third base. He doesn't do anything else. Like, he got right. in there and he went, nope, I'm out. And then he just left. Right. So it was just, he is still trying to be the good guy. In he just there, had to complete the mission. Poke what you need to and get out. It wasn't even like a Paradise by the Dashboard Light situation. No, it wasn't. He didn't get caught trying to steal home. He didn't even try for home. He, he's exactly. like, you know what? Stand up triple. <laughs> and then I'm going to get myself out. That's it. <laughs> Is that like a sack fly? You know what? I have no idea. <laughs> I don't either. It doesn't feel like it'll be a sack fly because a sack fly, you score a run, but the sack fly doesn't count as an at bat. Oh, that's that's for the batter, though. So that'll be like if a friend watches. It's a very complicated situation. So the, the batter and the sack fly would be like if your friend's in the corner watching and then the next day at school, he's just like, yeah, we had a threesome. It's like, no, you fucking did not. You hit a sack fly. <laughs> now I understand why they didn't go for the, the baseball metaphor. <laughs> it gets true. very confusing. It's not like a whole like letter Kenny Valentine's Day speed dating scenario. <laughs> <laughs> no one's going to top that. What do you mean go directly to third base and then get myself out? What? <laughs> what does that even mean? That is the weirdest play I've ever heard. <laughs> Pretty sure they're going to they're gonna say no. You have to go to first and second first. 
How do you get picked off at third? No one even holds you on. <laughs> what did you hit the ball and then run to the opposite? <laughs> it's like, oh, I ran the wrong way around the bases. My bad. <laughs> Sorry, I'm English. This is just <laughs> what we do. I kept running back and forth between first base and home plate. Well, I guess in that case, it could be a, a, a pop sack. The pop sack? <laughs> this is fucking Andy Bernard scenario here. No one's getting married in Niagara. Whoops. <laughs> yep. The state is manning. The state is manning. Back at statesman headquarters, Merlin and Ginger attempt to cure Harry's amnesia by triggering a traumatic memory from his past. They fill the room with water as they do in the Kingsman training, but Harry's terrified. They drain the water before he drowns. So then Eggsy later brings in a Yorkshire Terrier puppy that resembles Harry's deceased dog, Mr. Pickle. And Eggsy holds a gun to the puppy, which triggers Harry's memories and brings him back. It was a good move. It was a very good move. It was very smart of him. Oh, yeah. And I have another Cape Time to be trivia fact. <laughs> How many got approved? I actually don't even know. I, I think it's eight. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Why yeah, I am set a new record. Stop approving bullshit, IMDb. Read it. <laughs> Just once, read it. Taron Egerton rode Colin Firth around the track at Churchill Downs when production wrapped for good luck. Colin Firth twisted his ankle and had to be put down going around turn three. Third base? Uh, maybe. I don't know how horse stuff works. This film is dedicated to Colin Firth and Eight Bells, who was put down in 2008 after finishing second in the Kentucky Derby. It's a crazy story. Half of that story is real. Eight Bells wasn't a real horse. Well, actually, it's on what? IMDb trivia <laughs> as a fact, so it's all real. Uh, that's right. All of it's real. That's so sad. Eight Bells finished second, then collapsed. It's like that horse gave you its all in game in second. And, and got, like, yeah. Yeah, put it down. They're like, well, you ain't first, you're last. That's right. We play Ricky Bobby rules here. Rick, Ricky Bobby rules here in the Kentucky Derby now. Make me some glue. <laughs> I got dark. <laughs> it got real dark. I'm glad you recognize how dark it got. With his memories recovered, Harry joins Eggsy, Merlin, and Whiskey in a bar as they brief him on the situation. A whole bunch of Kentucky's finest citizens approach the agents and start harassing them. <laughs> we have Kentucky listeners and fuck them right now. <laughs> Harry walks to the door, locks up the bar in an attempt to do the same badass fight where he first met Eggsy. But his coordination is a little off, probably due to only having one eye. And this is so perfectly set up because he goes over to the door, locks it, says, manners maketh. Man. And sitting in the audience, you're at least like a half chub because you're like, oh, it yeah. might happen again. And what's amazing is they are recreating the shots perfectly across the board. It's like, oh, here we go. And then he sends that first mug flying and totally misses. <laughs> it's very good. He gets knocked down and Whiskey has to take over the fight using his lasso and whip to take out all of the rednecks. And it's awesome. It's phenomenal. And I have another Cape Time to be trivia fact. Yeah, go ahead. I don't even know what I typed anymore. A real Kentucky law states that anyone who has been drinking is sober until he or she cannot hold on to the ground. That is 100% true on IMDb and in real life. You are wow. considered sober legally as long as you can stand in Kentucky. That's good information to have. <laughs> Why? <laughs> like, you can't get arrested for public drunkenness. <laughs> I'm legally Look sober because go. I am upright. You could just ignore the stick that is behind me that I'm using to just walk right now. <laughs> I'm scarecrowing my way. That's not Kentucky. propping me up. It's not at all. 
<laughs> Kentucky's a weird place. Yes, and we have several listeners who can attest to that. We do, and it's a lot like a Freddy Got Fingered backwards man, the backwards man, but it's the backward state. Yeah, well, it was Clara that got fingered. That's right. Clara got fingered. Freddy. Not as interesting as Freddy. We'll get there. Getting fingered. <laughs> Will we? Maybe. I don't know. That's a good point. <laughs> Moments later, a message from Poppy is broadcast on TVs worldwide. She reveals that she's tired of living in the shadows and has tainted the world's supply of recreational drugs with her own poison. And this poison shows itself in four stages. The first stage of the poison is that blue rash that we've been seeing. The second is mania, causing victims to dance wildly. Yep. Third, they fall into paralysis, and then ultimately suffer a nasty death with their eyes popping out and blood pouring from their noses. The usual. Yeah, we all know how that goes. I have another Cape Time to be trivia fact. <laughs> I told you, momentum. I'm tired of me. The victims of the dancing disease would have gotten a scolding from their parents before dying if this was a footloose scenario. It's completely true. Again. Nobody puts Channing in the corner. That is dirty dancing. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it's, it's a very, other one. It's a different movie. Um, one then two that I often get confused for each other. So well, you're 80s dancing blind. You know what? Yes. Famously. Yes, I am. Famously <laughs> 80s dancing blind. Don't know my Swayze's from my Bacons. Well, that's silly. No, that is all. silly. That's ridiculous. <laughs> that makes no sense. Poppy shows that she has an antidote, which she demonstrates on Elton John. Good. He should be the first one we save. Absolutely. Save Elton John. No matter what you do, save Elton John. And I love that he spends the rest of the time she's doing this public address just berating the guard in his little cube. No, when you say berating, <laughs> you're making it sound like he's just yelling things. Just all willy-nilly. Elton John doesn't stop yelling, fuck you, to everyone <laughs> fuck on the you. screen. Get the fuck out of my room. <laughs> it's so good. Poppy demands that the president of the United States, played by Bruce Greenwood, end the war on drugs and absolve her and her organization of any crimes, and then the antidote will be distributed. The president takes it super seriously. He, he sure does. Uh, he discusses it with his advisors, his cabinet, and uh, turns out he has no intention of giving in to Poppy's demands and would rather see all the drug abusers of the world be eradicated. This is his way of winning the war on drugs, just yep. killing all the drug users. He's like, this is perfect. We, we kill all the drug users and she doesn't have anybody to sell it to anymore. I'm pretty sure his direct quote is, politics has never been so easy. <laughs> uh, Bruce Greenwood, three-time presidential actor. What were the other two? He played JFK in 13 Days, not, oh, okay. J not JB, uh, and he was also the president in National Treasure Book of Secrets. Oh, geez. All right. So this is his third time as president. Good job being typecast, I guess, there. I suppose. He's also played Bruce Wayne a few times, which I find interesting. He's voiced Bruce Wayne a few times. Sure, sure. So the statesmen immediately place Agent Tequila in cryostasis. They're like, well, he's got this debilitating disease he's already dancing we better put him down because he's gonna die very soon literally fridge him they fridge channing tatum so eggsy harry and whiskey head to italy where poppy has a factory holding the antidote they get this information obviously from the snook and clara sniz that's right yes <laughs> eggsy and whiskey ride up a cable car to the mountaintop factory eggsy swipes a vial of the antidote but he's spotted by charlie and clara Charlie, like, rubs it into Charlie. He does, which I feel like if you're trying to get away and not make the guy mad, maybe don't. 
Maybe don't. Like, he stops and he says, hey, Clara, what happens in Glasto stays in Glasto. And Charlie's like, motherfucker. It's like, oh, man, I was hard. I already hated you. Now I hate you a little bit more. I, I hate you more. Charlie chases after him, but he and Whiskey get back into the cable car. So Charlie hacks the cable car and he starts spinning it around until the two look like they're going to pass out. Whiskey cuts the cable car down because he's got the electrified lasso of lightsaber. Right. This thing cuts through <laughs> everything. It's wild. It is. And then Eggsy and Whiskey ride the cable car down the mountain, barely stopping it before it crashes into a retirement home by cutting a hole through it and using a parachute using that Whiskey on his back and giant American uh, flag parachute. It's the single most ridiculous thing that happens in this movie. And if you can look past this scene, <laughs> uh, good for you. Yeah. <laughs> the agents all hide in a cabin while Poppy's henchmen approach and start shooting up the place. Whiskey accidentally knocks the antidote out of Eggsy's hand, shattering it on the floor. And then Whiskey proceeds to go out and just start killing all the henchmen. But Harry, he's become skeptical of Whiskey's true intentions. But Harry also has a tendency to see butterflies. So, you know, we don't know how <laughs> trustworthy does. he is and if he's really totally with it. We don't know if Harry's all there, and we get like that POV shot of Harry seeing butterflies and him getting distracted, and he literally sees butterflies. Yeah. So he says, I think Whiskey's working for the other, the other side, the baddies. And Eggsy's like, you're crazy. He's out there killing all of them right now. It's a good argument, both sides. After all the henchmen are killed, Harry shoots Whiskey in the head. As you do, it's very unceremonious the way he does it. Yeah, he's like, hey, you're working with them. Bang, right in the eyeball. It wasn't his eyeball. Harry got shot in the eye. Now he's got to wear the, the, the glasses with the one right, cover, right. the one it's, lens cover. Like, like, bam, in the forehead. Sure. Eggsy applies the alpha gel to Whiskey's head, because we know that works, telling Harry that he's clearly not fully healed from his own head injury. As Eggsy plans to head back up to the factory to get more antidote, Charlie blows the whole place up with Clara still inside. Right. He's very butthurt about <laughs> Clara butthurt. getting touched inappropriately. At Glasto, but we don't talk about that. We don't. Because what happens in Glasto stays in Glasto. Glastonbury. That's right. <laughs> they call it Glasto. English things. Yeah. They have a tendency to abreve, bruv. Bruv. <laughs> <laughs> the only lead that they have is the name of the man who was supposed to pick up the antidote and bring it to Singapore. So back at Statesman HQ, Eggsy gets a FaceTime call from Tilde, and he discovers... She has the blue rash and is already in the mania stage, acting goofy, dancing around, and then she becomes paralyzed mid-call. That's not great. Not what you want. No. Eggsy's like, ah, oh, shit. I gotta do something. I gotta do it now. No time to wait for whiskey to get healed. We gotta, we gotta get going. Meanwhile, the president quarantines every affected citizen, including his own chief of staff, leaving them in these cages. And some of them are already succumbing to the effects of the poison and dying. Now, you say leaving them in these cages. What they've done is they've herded everyone who's got this into, like, football stadiums. Yes. And the cages are just stacked inside full of people. <laughs> All the way up to, like, the height of the dome. It's ridiculous. Absolutely insane. Even Eggsy's friend Liam has been infected after he smoked a little crystal meth, which makes Jamal super worried about him. What if Jamal got, like, a little secondhand high out of that crystal meth? Right? So the, the, the fumes. I don't know how crystal meth works, but I have to imagine that if you blow any of that smoke, you're going to get a little- A uh, little secondhand uh, meth. That's right. It's a good point. Maybe Jamal was just super careful. <laughs> Maybe. He's like, Liam, I don't agree with what you're doing right now. I'm going to hold my breath for a few seconds. Every single time. Yes. 
I don't want to break bad. <laughs> Is that what that show's about? Fuck you. I love that show. <laughs> Eggsy, Merlin, and Harry all head to Poppy Land to stop Poppy once and for all. That's right. Merlin's getting in on the action. Hell yeah, he is. He wants to live out the dream. Yeah. Even though, wasn't he on that first mission with Eggsy's dad? No, he said he's always the guy in the chair. He said it's important. He says they can't that. survive with that. But, but if you go back to he? the first movie and watch, Merlin was definitely there when Eggsy's dad gets got. So then maybe he put himself in the chair. It's possible. He might have taken a, an intentional demotion because of the, the trauma. Is it demotion, though? I mean, he wasn't important enough to be targeted by the missiles. That's a good point. <laughs> and he must be pretty upset about that. He's like, uh, and missiles? Really? I'm, I'm important too. You, you killed everybody operation. Killed everybody but me? All right, this feels personal. I see how it is. <laughs> okay. It's about that time that Eggsy steps on a landmine. That's not great. Not what you want. Especially because they have a, a baseball bat that they got from the statesman plane. That is a mine sweeper. It sweeps and for they mines. Just stopped using it. And they briefly. were like, all right, I think we're close enough. We can stop using this baseball bat for its intended purpose. And whoops, I stepped on a mine immediately. No, you, the way you put that was use the baseball bat for its intended purpose when this baseball bat is a goof em up bat. Well, I mean, the, the goof em up bat's intended purpose, which is that of a mine sweeper. Fair. <laughs> That's fair, then. Yeah, he took one step too many and he ended up on a, on a frowny face. That's right. <laughs> Merlin has a trick up his sleeve. He's got a, a can of a freezy splay. Freezy splay. Freezy spray. Brought to you by Goop. The. Uh, <laughs> I bet you Goop would have some stuff. You know, it's been you got a, a hot snatch. Have some freezy splay. Free, we have freezy splay for your hot snatch. What do you suspect? You have a GPS tracking device and listening device inside you. Put this rock that I found outside up there. Goop, $400. <laughs> it, it's full of freezy splay. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Merlin manages to freeze the trigger briefly, and he pushes Eggsy off and stands in his place. Oh, it's wonderful, too, because the way he sets it up is that he tells Eggsy, like, you're going to have to move it because you're only going to have a boom, and he knocks him off right away. Just oh, he doesn't even give him a chance. Right, and they're like, all right, give me the freezy splay, and he's like, there's none left. None left? Freezy splay's empty. And Eggsy's like, what have you done? He's like, you complete that mission, son. Yep, I, I did what I had to do. And Merlin tells Eggsy and Harry to go on ahead without him. And as they split up, Merlin attracts the attention of the guards by loudly singing his favorite song in the world, Take Me Home, Country Roads. And this is inarguably the saddest thing that's ever happened involving John Denver. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's no argument to be made. This is... Hands down. You know, of the three movies that this song appeared in in 2017, <laughs> that's that's real. This song was in three movies in 2017. That's insane because- and Nobody was more surprised than Matthew Vaughn. Nobody <laughs> <laughs> was more surprised than whoever John Denver left behind. It's the estate of John Denver is like, yeah, put it in every movie. And they just keep getting royalty checks. You're like, how? How is this happening? <laughs> Take me home. Is West Virginia playing football even in the spring now? In the summer and the fall? What is Year happening? Year round, baby. He starts singing Take Me Home Country Roads very loudly. Super and loud and like, so British. What the fuck's up with that? So they go investigate. Maybe my favorite rendition. Oh, it's beautiful. It's so good because there's the emotion behind it. And he's just, take me home. Oh, he's leaning in yeah. hard. The guards approach him 
He steps off the mind. Mind? He steps off the mind. He steps off the mine, killing himself <laughs> and the guards. And it's absolutely beautiful. It is. It is a very emotional moment. And I have two Cape Dying to be trivia. Oh, facts. my God. Like, I'm upset at me it's, at it's, this point. Mostly because it's been a while and because I couldn't figure out where else to stick these two. Has it been a while? Comparatively. Okay. <laughs> if you start this film at 2.13 a.m., you will finish at 4.30 a.m. just in time for the milking. Head on over to Patreon. Listen to our episode on Witness. Yep. That's either out now or coming out very shortly. Exactly. Depending on when you listen to this. 4.30 time for milking. <laughs> 4.30 time for milking. Uh, the second episode. Cape Time to be trivia fact. Along the same lines. <laughs> the runtime for this film is 141 minutes, which is both too long and too short. Since this movie is a treat, but the chores won't do it themselves. It's true. Also, head on over to patreon.com slash Podcast. <laughs> listen to our episode of Witness, which is either out now or coming out shortly, depending on when you listen to this. Yeah, it's a very fun episode. <laughs> it is a very fun episode. I just had deja vu. Weird, huh? Yeah. Not the black cat matrix kind, though. No, that's when things are broken. That's when you really should pay attention. <laughs> oh, I checked out about a half a glass of Statesman ago. <laughs> the state is manning, as we keep saying. No relation to Peyton or Eli. Or the other one. Or, yeah, the other Cooper, one. Cooper, that's it. Cooper, actually. That's the, the right way to talk about him. <laughs> Weirdly enough. The other one. Cooper, that's it. Weirdly enough, it is related to Cooper. Um, we're still trying to figure <laughs> that out. <laughs> Somehow. The fucked up thing about Cooper Manning, and I can't believe we're going to have this conversation here, <laughs> is that they say he would have been the best out of the three. And it's like, of course you're going to fucking say that's that. That's easy never to had say. That's <laughs> Yeah, you know that one that never did it would have been the best of them, I bet. <laughs> it's like, make him feel good about himself. It's fine. Whatever keeps him from killing himself, you know, say honestly, that. Honestly, say whatever you need to keep Cooper happy. <laughs> at this point. I'm happy he's like leaning into being Cooper Manning at this point, which is I mean, good for him. You wouldn't even have to hold a gun to my head. I would absolutely lean into being Cooper Manning. Oh, I thought you would say I'd absolutely get on that or something like that. I'd be <laughs> I like, would eat yeah, a Cooper burger. That's Right. <laughs> uh, what part of the Manning do you want? The forehead. Why is that even a question? Yeah, come on. That's where the good meat is. <laughs> That's where all the meat is. There's so much meat in a Manning forehead. <laughs> New from Omaha Steaks. <laughs> Omaha. <laughs> it's, it sells itself. It really does. Uh, we are marketing geniuses here. Baggett Statesman Headquarters. Ginger brings Whiskey's memories back by showing him a picture of his deceased wife. And Whiskey's like, all right, cool. Thanks for that. Get me a plane. I got to go meet up with these Kingsmen because that crazy bastard tried to kill me. I think he says that British bastard shot me in the head. It's like, that's a ridiculous thing to say. That's a crazy thing to say. And Ginger's reaction is like, oh, well, let me get you a plane. Well, that's not good. Go get a plane. Back in Cambodia. Eggsy and Harry enter Poppyland, and they defeat her henchmen in a giant shootout. It's amazing. It's Again. A, it's incredible. It, there's, if there's an action scene, just assume it's amazing. It, exactly. You know, you get the cool digital display on the inside of the umbrella, and that's all you really need to know. It's awesome. It is so good. Charlie goes on the run with the briefcase containing the codes to release the antidote, and Eggsy chases him. At the same time, Elton John, in this amazing feathered getup, manages to kick his captor's asses. He starts singing 
Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday. Wednesday. The guy's like, is it supposed to be Saturday? He's like, what day is it today? He's like, Wednesday. And he's like, exactly. And then he just kicks his ass on the spot. It's a good day for fun. Good night. Yeah. Why not? It's all right for fighting. Wednesday is. I love it. I love it so much. It's such a good, great scene. And you get that awesome bullet time Elton John kicking a man in the face. As he's smiling at the camera. It is just oh, amazing. Just, oh, chef's kiss. So it good. It really is. No one's ever had more fun in a film than Elton John in this. No. No, nobody ever. Poppy sicks Benny and Jet on Harry. And he and Harry is, you know, outrunning them. They come at him one at a time because one of them is still charging. As they do, I guess. But he leads him to the bowling alley where he teams up with Elton John. No, hold on a second. I can't allow you to say he teams up with Elton John. <laughs> because Harry is fighting. This robo dog. Yes. And he's like using bowling pins and this dog's just chewing through it. And then just as the robo dog is about to defeat Harry, Elton John leans in smiling from <laughs> off screen. And all it says is Elton John, friend. <laughs> and he's like, don't you worry, Harry. The dog is trained not to hurt Elton John. And it's brilliant. It really is. And he just keeps smiling at it. And he's taunting this robot dog by like giving the dog the finger saying, fuck you, Poppy. (laughs) Fuck you, Poppy. (laughs) And then they end up defeating the dog, you know, with a pair of bowling balls to the head. (laughs) They do. But not before you have Julianne Moore yell, no, fuck you, Elton John. (laughs) (laughs) I love it so much. Me too. I have another Cape Diamond to be trivia fact. God damn it! <laughs> this was you. Stop approving bullshit, IMDb. Elton John originally wanted to perform his cameo as a floating bagel making electronic noises instead of speaking, but he couldn't remember if he had pitched the bagel as being green or blue. Yeah, it was our bagel. So good. This is a bagel. Sat on hey, the roof. Forgive me for forgetting, but... Kicked away drugs. He didn't. Not in this. Couldn't remember if it was a green or blue bagel. Couldn't. Anyway, the thing is. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> what I really mean. I love how in the middle of that song, he's like, did I forget the words or am I just an artiste? Shit. Well, well you'll never know. What color were your you'll eyes again? Uh, yeah, well, whether they're green or blue, best eyes ever. I swear it. Uh, Elton, this is the booth. Um, That was Beautiful. Do you want to take it again? You forgot the words in the middle. <laughs> I'm good. This is the best take I've ever done. <laughs> uh, Ellen, this is the booth again. You know you're going to have to say that weird way of doing it in concert for forever. I'm a very good song. Elton one in Dungeon. No one calls you that. I fucking call me that. Your husband doesn't call you that. Ooh, burn from the booth. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Wasn't his husband, uh, isn't he the, the songwriter also? Like, they, they partnered, right? Like, in life. You know, and- it's been a long time since I've watched Taron Egerton as Elton John. I can't quite remember. I've never seen it. Oh, I hear it's, it's actually great, very good. I'm a big Elton John fan. I, I, I have pref- two thumbs and a heart. Right. Or two ears and a heart. The thumbs would be this guy. That's a this guy yeah, That joke. is a this guy thing. But two ears and a heart is a Phil Collins thing, isn't it? Uh, I'm getting know. my scrubs mixed up. D- keep your scrubs straight. the cooper is manning right now big time the cooper is manning you know i really preferred rocket man to bohemian rhapsody i don't know if that's if that's a popular opinion or not but it is mine well there you go i haven't seen either 
And I love movie musicals, and there's no reason I haven't seen either of those. They are um, the first since Walk Hard, so. Famously. <laughs> you uh. should go to patreon.com slash podcasters and listen to our episode on Walk Hard. Absolutely. Especially if you have hands, because you know who else has hands? The devil, and he uses him for holding. Yeah. And this guy has two thumbs. That's right. And you know who else has two thumbs? Cooper Manning, probably. Maybe that's know. why he doesn't play. Maybe not. <laughs> Famously, no thumbs. That's right. Just like Shoeless Joe Jackson didn't have feet. What? <laughs> that's why they called him that, right? Yeah, I've of seen, course. I've seen Field of Dreams. It's like a Barbie situation. Ray Liotta walking out there on stubs. The f- Weird to talk about that. <laughs> being the recent death. Right, right. Here we are. But the feet are too deep. attached to the shoes. That's why. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> oh, no. We promised bourbon. and uh, I've had a bit too much, I think. We've delivered, I'd say. <laughs> Despite Charlie's fancy new robot arm, Eggsy beats him in a one-armed fight. Because he hacks the arm, the arm comes up, and then Eggsy puts his arm on his He's got that right sweet in. watch that hacks anything yeah. with a microchip. So he, he takes over the arm, the arm goes away, he's like, all right, I'm a gentleman, I'll fight with one arm too. And they fight, he snaps his neck, Eggsy wins. Woohoo! Harry outruns the second robo-dog, and he kills it by pouring molten gold on it. As you do. Eggsy and Harry enter the diner to confront Poppy. She refuses to give up the codes until Eggsy sticks her with a needle filled with her own tainted heroin. I love this, though, because he poisons her. It's like, all right, surely I'm going to get the codes now. Perfect. Harry tells her that Merlin managed to make the drug speed up the process, so she's going to die a whole lot faster, so she better get on with the information. It's a good move again. Defeated and disoriented, Poppy gives up the code. Viva Las Vegan. Do, do you get it? I get it. I, I get it. I hate it. I get it. And then she dies. She ODs. She ODs. I love Eggsy. He's like, yeah, uh, people think that like because I grew up poor that I know how to do this stuff. I have no idea how much to give her. No, it's just stick her. See what happens. I don't know. I gave her all of it. Was that too much? <laughs> Dave, I have another actual IMDb trivia fact. Yeah, uh, go ahead. Again, Jesus. Julianne Moore based her character of Poppy on Gene Hackman's performance as Lex Luthor in the Superman film franchise. I can totally buy that. A hundred percent. I don't remember Gene Hackman eating man burgers, though. He did it off screen. Yeah, Ned Beatty. That's why he wasn't in the third or fourth movie or whatever it was. He got eaten, I guess. Sure. Pretty sure. Wasn't he in Prime Cut? It was. <laughs> I don't know. That movie had a cannibal in it, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> it definitely had meat, so. Soylent Green is Ned Beatty. <laughs> oh, I was still talking about Gene Hackman. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so they got the code to distribute the, the antidote. But before Harry can enter the code into the briefcase, he's grabbed by Whiskey's lasso. Turns out Harry was right about Whiskey. <laughs> Yeah, he was a baddie. Sort yeah, of. He wasn't sort no, of. I, I don't want to say. He just wasn't a goodie. Right. Instead of working for Poppy or like the president, Whiskey acts on his vendetta against drug users because his wife was killed in the crossfire when two meth heads shot up a convenience store. And he figures that the less drug users out there, the more people are going to buy statesmen and the That's stock right. will go up. He's got, he's got that investment in that whiskey. So he's like, ah, this one's still legal, so I'll make money. So Eggsy and Harry fight Whiskey. And they don't just fight him, because in the first Kingsman movie in the church, the Kentucky church. Yes. Somehow we always end up in Kentucky. You get that amazing fight scene in there that's 
kind of a oneer, but obviously it's like a fake oneer. Right. Where they hide the cuts and all that stuff. Yes. Going through and you have the music playing and it's fantastic. And this is kind of your oneer for the movie here. This super elongated fight scene where the choreography is just beautiful. It's insane. The camera work's beautiful. The special effects are beautiful. Coming together. It's an amazing fight scene. It's such a cool fight scene. And there's all the the rope work and the it's just it's really cool. Oh, it's so, so good. And the ending's even better. Yes, because Eggsy and Harry eventually get whiskey into the meat grinder. They like alley oop him. Like <laughs> Harry like tackles him and throws him up. And then Vince Carter style, Eggsy just dunks him in. Yeah, and unlike Charles in the beginning of the movie, who only got half ground, whiskey gets the full treatment. And we don't know if anyone ate him. I want to go on record saying that. That's true. Gun to their head. We still don't know. Question to you, Brian. Uh, caped trivia question here again. Yeah. Part three. Uh, Pedro Pascal has just gotten ground up in a meat grinder. Do you eat him? Mm, yes. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I don't even need a gun to my head. Yeah. I'm going to try to find the piece that used to be his asshole and finger it. What? What? <laughs> too far? Felt too uh, far. Probably. Yeah. Directly to third base. I don't think the asshole's going to grind up differently. Would it? There'd probably be some discoloration. <laughs> <You think so? laughs> this bit of ground meat looks a little different. It's either brown or bleached. I don't know what he does. If it's Pedro, it's probably bleached. It's not going to be whatever color Pedro Pascal normally is. His normal walking <laughs> around everyday Pascal color. <laughs> Unless, you know, it is. I don't know. He's such a weird guy he's in the sense that I cannot figure out his like ethnicity at all because he's just a chameleon, man. He, he's you put him wherever you want, he'll blend in. Yeah, for sure. You make make him a Burt Reynolds and I buy it. God man, I I want that so badly now. <laughs> I do. A Pedro Pascal burger? Yeah, well, besides that. Oh, okay. So everyone's like, oh, come get a Wahlburger. It's like, fuck you. You don't have any Wahlbergs in there. <laughs> Start grounding up actual Wahlbergs and I'll try it. You're finally in your element, Donnie. Oh, that's an unfortunate place for Donnie Wahlberg to be. <laughs> it is. Mm, it tastes untalented. Does it got a hint of McCarthy to it? <laughs> I like how this is the the... The hill we're dying on when it comes to Wahlbergs is, fuck Donnie. <laughs> uh, the lowest hill of the- <laughs> That's right. It's like picking on any other Baldwin that's not Alec. Right, right. <laughs> it's just fish in a barrel at that point. Uh, actually, I don't know that there's a Wahlberg that isn't an easy target. <laughs> very, very fair. Even Mark like wants to be an easy target. Yeah, he sets himself he up. He embraces being an easy target. So with whiskey all ground up, Harry finally enters the code, and the antidotes are distributed across the world via drone. All of the victims are saved, including Tilde, Tequila, and Liam. Because, you know, Liam, that the crystal meth. Right, right. The president is impeached and incarcerated for trying to kill all drug users, and Eggsy and Harry return to Statesman HQ. Champ tells them that they acquired a distillery in Scotland to help rebuild Kingsman HQ. But now without an agent whiskey, Champ offers the position to... Both Eggsy and Harry, since they can't very well have two Galahads. They said, it's confusing as fuck. Right answer. Yeah, it absolutely is. But Ginger Ale ends up getting the gig. Because she's like, I don't want to be the person behind the computer anymore. I want to go out in the fields. And they were like, yeah, okay, cool. Allie Berry, <laughs> statesman. Yeah, sold. This seems like a great idea. 
fantastic. Cut to the marriage of Eggsy and Tilde in a royal ceremony. His friends, mother, and Harry are all in attendance, and I have one last IMDb trivia fact. You're so loaded with them right now. There's so many. It's insane. At the wedding scene at the end of the movie, Harry claims that one of the founding agents once said, this is not the end, it's not even the beginning of the end, but it is perhaps the end of the beginning. This quote was famously said by British Prime Minister Sir Winston Churchill, seemingly implying that Churchill was involved in the founding of the Kingsman organization. I'm all for that. It's pretty neat. Haven't watched The King's Man, so I don't know if it holds up, but... I don't know if it holds up either, but uh, I have to imagine that Semisonic is then part of uh, Statesman. Yeah, 100%. (laughs) It seems like the natural progression of things. Also, the distillery that the Statesman purchased, the Scotch distillery, was Glendronic. Oh. And you can get the Glendronic Kingsman Edition Single Malt Scotch Whiskey for $2,100. Oh, is that all? That's all. It's a uh, 25-year-old edition. It has a 1991 vintage on it. And 29-year-old edition has a 1989 vintage on it. So uh, go ahead. Go hunt. Hey, Have a good time. Enjoy it. It's probably worth every penny. Every single one of them. All your pennies. Back in London, we see Agent Tequila arrive at the rebuilt Kingsman Taylor shop. It's Channing Tatum, and he's wearing a suit, and he looks adorable. He looks absolutely adorable. He's got the little bowler hat on. He's selling it, kind I of. I love it. <laughs> he looks a little a little weird. He does, and I think that's the idea. And you know what? I'm all for it. I don't care, because 100%. that is Kingsman, The Golden Circle, from 2017, directed by Matthew fucking Vaughn. This movie is a goddamn blast it's so much fun. it's such a treat it really is and yeah it's 141 minutes it feels long yes but it keeps moving absolutely there's a, you're not bored at any point in this movie oh never there's always something to look at there's always something crazy happening on screen it's not a funny movie per se but every single time that something cool happened i noticed something cool happening yes going, huh, and it has its fair share of laughs it's got a couple out there i suppose but it's really well done. I really like this one quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. I enjoy it more than the original Kingsman. I completely agree. Critically, how do you think it did? Rotten Tomatoes, 1 to 100. Fire away. 75. 50. Ooh, ho, ho. Audience score is 64%. Really? Roger Ebert did not see this movie uh, because he was put down around turn two at Belmont uh, <sighs> when Gene Siskel was riding his coattails mm. for all those years. Wow. Yeah, I don't I don't think I like Gene Siskel. We've Sounds done a couple like of his it. reviews, and um, no, I don't agree with him at all. And that's kind of the purpose of critics, isn't it? Right. You, you find, find one, one that you agree, agree with. with. Exactly. Yeah. Find the right sentimentality, see what you want to watch. There you et cetera, go. et cetera. That's right. Some critics did see this movie. Peter Travers, Rolling Stone, he says, It's James Bond on laughing gas and too much of everything. Those who hated the first film will be double irritated. Screw them. True Kingsman <laughs> fans will appreciate that the sequel lays on the violence, sex, and politics three times thicker. Yeah, 100%. Richard Roper from the Chicago Sun-Times, he said, If a white towel had been handy as I screened this punishingly long and dreadful Kingsman, The Golden Circle, I would have thrown it at the screen and made a wish. Please make it stop. Wow, that's um surprising. But I guess that gets you a 50%, doesn't it? <laughs> I guess it does. And the last one I have is Leonard Malton from LeonardMalton.com. He says, The movie also suffers the disappointment that comes with any sequel. The novelty is gone. 
For Matthew Vaughn, too much is never enough. Excess, hand-in-hand, with bad taste, marks most of his films, even when they're entertaining. Brian's jaw is agape trying to unpack that, I'm, uh, as it should be. <laughs> can't really process that one. And again, that's how you get 50%. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Because what are you saying, Leonard? Leonard, famously of LeonardHisOwnName.com. That's right. <laughs> do you want to hear what the Gene Siskels on Letterboxd had to say about this thing? Yeah, of course I do. <laughs> From September 20th, 2017. Elton John telling everyone to fuck themselves was fucking spectacular. Yes. And yet, could have used more. I, Always could have used I'd more. Watch this movie could have been nine hours long. I'd watch a whole movie of Elton John just walking down the street telling everybody to go fuck themselves, Billy Eichner style. It would have been amazing. From July 1st, 2018, this movie is so fucking stupid, I want 20 more. <laughs> yes. That's the right sentiment. That is. That is someone who gets it. Yes. Completely. This thing is over the top for the sake of being over the top. It absolutely is. From November 4th, 2017. I can't believe I have to do like the thing where people clap in the middle of the word oh, they yes. use to emphasize. Ready? Yeah. Roxy deserved better. That's 100% true. She did. I'm, I completely agree. I'm hoping they harry her in the third movie. Fingers are crossed that they harry her in the third movie. And Merlin. Just harry everybody. You know harry what? Harry everybody. Find a way out. That's what we're here for. Like a Franken-Merlin. Like they sewed him back together. Any other franchise, they, they they couldn't. But in this one, I feel like, bring everybody back. Yeah, just have a bullshit science reason that they got brought back. Exactly. I'm for it. From May 8th, 2018, would have been four stars. He gave it three and a half, by the way. Would have been four <laughs> stars, but there were so many TV scenes where I had to watch Fox News. <laughs> Well, and that's so true. <laughs> it is a Fox movie, so it is a Fox movie, and this entire time where you have the media telling you what's going on, it is Fox News. Yeah, and, it is. Um, that makes it a little questionable, doesn't it? <laughs> what's their stance on drugs again? Depends. Is it the rich people drugs or the poor people drugs? <laughs> it's the Julianne Moore drugs. They love them. They love the drugs so much. Well, there you go. The last one that I have is from October 1st, 2017. Taryn, Pedro, and Mr. Mark Strong. Not to get too graphic, but I knew I had three holes for a reason. (laughs) Oh my God. Poor Jeff Bridges. (laughs) That's not right. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. Are you telling me that the Colin Firth, Channing Tatum, Jeff Bridges threesome would not be (laughs) equally... As fantastic. Do you want to go there right now? We could go there right now. Um, because Captain Spoiler Micah asked us on Facebook, FMK, fuck, Mary kill, oh, wed, baby, head. Wed, baby, head. Eggsy, Harry, tequila. Go ahead. Oh, boy. Okay. And keep in mind, we get to see Channing Tatum dance in this. <laughs> he did dance while he was going berserk, didn't he? Wow, I hate to kill Colin Firth, but I think I have to kill Colin Firth. <laughs> you would. <laughs> I'm going to bed tequila and, and wed Eggsy. I think that's the right move, though. Yeah. It seems like the safe move. Eggsy seems like the most stand-up guy. Which is weird, because he was not yeah, last That's movie. true. Growth is important. Growth is very important. That means he has the capability for change, in case there's still something I don't like about him. Exactly. (laughs) Now, Brian's not saying he's going to try to change him. No, I would never. But But also, the ability's there. 
for him to, if he recognizes it. Gun to my head. Might try to change it. Might try to change it. Fair enough. Do you want to give this thing a super stuff score? Yeah, we might as well. We'll start off with story and motivation. It's nothing that we've never seen before. That's true. <laughs> it's kind of just your basic, I'm going to take over the world. There's a villain. Here's how I'm going to do They're it. They're going to kill all of their consumers. Unless you give me whatever I need, make this legal. All she really wants is the notoriety, though. Yeah, that's true. But it's also interesting how the person she's negotiating with is like rooting for her in a way. Yeah, it's it's a very interesting situation. All right, maybe I like it more than I thought. Isn't she like trying to kill off all the people that use her product? Which is a bit weird. It's, it's a bold move, Cotton. <laughs> it is. Let's see how it pays off. I'm going to go with a 0. .5 because it is a bold move. She is going against the president who just doesn't give a fuck. And we've true. all been there. So <laughs> not a political podcast, but yes, it's 100%. not. But seeing a president in handcuffs in the Oval Office was a thing of beauty in this movie. It was pretty nice. And uh missed opportunity a few years ago. We're not a political podcast, but uh missed opportunity. So a point five. Yep. All right. Hero. Heroes. They save the day, they save the world again. They do. They they do it with style in their Kingsman. Couture. That's right. And uh, I'm going to go a full-blown one, mostly for Mark Strong. I was going to say the exact same thing. Perfect. Nailed it. One. Villains. I love Poppy. I love Julianne Moore in this. She's so maniacal, but like smart about it. I want to go 0. .75. I think like, that's I'm a little upset that we didn't get to see enough of her, but I yeah. think we got to see the perfect amount also at the same time. Yeah. And, and I think that's the touch of a true perfect villain on screen. And any villain that delivers a pun like Armageddon doesn't deserve a oh, full Oh, God. One. If you lean in <laughs> that hard, I love it. I, I want that all the time yeah, in my life. But also 0.75. Yeah, but that's fair. <laughs> Parents or teamwork? I think we have to go teamwork because it's Kingsman. That's true. Kingsman, which it's is the organization. The organization. And there's not a lot of them anymore. No, they killed a whole lot of them. They did. They killed all of them, almost. But they also found the friends across the pond. And that's just as important. That's true. So I'm going to go with a uh, 0.25 because they turned out to be sort of baddies. Sort of baddies? Sort well, of baddies. only one of them was. Yeah, there but was it one was rogue one, agent. But it was the one that yeah. they were with the whole time. Okay. But let me remind you of the sacrifice that Merlin made. Yeah, point for the five, team. like I said. <laughs> Man, I was trying to lobby for a point five, but I will take a point seven five. You bring up Mark Strong, you bring up Merlin, you got me all day. Yeah, point seven five for teamwork. Let's talk about female characters. Poppy is great. Poppy's phenomenal. Ginger Ale, great. She's great. Tilde, not a butt stuff joke in this movie. No, not this time, even though there is. They, she hints at it. We'll get there. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, Roxy underused. Actually, not even her butt stuff joke that I'm referring to, but we'll get there. Oh, oh fair enough. Uh, Roxy, barely used. Clara is in this as a, a plot point. Yeah. Uh, the chief of staff is a woman. There's a lot of women in this. That's actually a little impressive. There's a fair amount of them. I don't think any of them ever interact with each other. Point five. Point five at the best. Yep, <laughs> at the absolute best, so probably 0.25. I did like that Clara, despite the position she was put in in this movie, was the one at Glastonbury that was the aggressor in the situation. I do too, and she even like defended it later, saying like, it was a music festival, yeah. I was having fun. Exactly. I thought that was pretty good. 
they approached it correctly. Like I said, 0.5. 0.5. Let's talk about setting. We are everywhere. We are in London. We are in Kentucky. We are in Cambodia. And none of it looks real. <laughs> so, uh, 0.25. Everything looks CGI. 0.25. Yep. <laughs> That bottle-shaped statesman building oh, that just God, I hate it looks it so like it came much. out of a PS4 game. I'm like waiting for like Rango to walk by, like a little <laughs> iguana or whatever the fuck that thing was. Yeah. That's no, what it looked 100%, like. 100%. That's a .25 for setting. <laughs> style and tone. It's a cool-ass movie. Matthew Vaughn crushes it again. Super cool. He's got such a style about his filmmaking that I just absolutely love because it is so over the top, but it's so much fun. Yeah. And yet he still tells... A good, competent story throughout. I want to go full-blown one. Full one. I completely agree with that. Music. It's a great little theme that they have going on. The, little, the, the classic stylings of Henry Jackman and Matthew Margeson. It's not great, but it's good. It's, it's, not, it's appropriate. It's not great. I couldn't hum it to you, but um, it's appropriate the entire time. 0.25. 0.25. One-liners. Manners maketh mad. It's a big one. My favorite comes from Sir Elton John when he says, if you save the world, I'll give you backstage passes. That is a butt joke, isn't it? It's a butt it? joke and a callback all in one, oh, and that's fantastic. Man. Done. Sold. One. One. <laughs> it seems aggressive. Maybe but... an undeserved one, but a one. It's a dirty Fuck one. Fuck it, I like this movie. <laughs> well, we're talking buttholes, so yeah. Yeah, has to be dirty. Final category, impact on the genre. That got a prequel. It got a prequel, and <laughs> there is still a third Kingsman movie in development. I guess fourth, technically, but a third in this trilogy. Uh, 0.5 to be safe. 0.5 to be safe. Did you happen to see the two and a half minute Kingsman meet Archer animated clip? I did not. It's just Eggsy and Archer. They meet up. Eggsy goes back to the Kingsman HQ, and Archer is in a changing room, and he's basically raided the place and he's like all right well we should have a drinking contest a gentleman's contest it's it's very good i'm gonna check it out but also this actually did surprise me quite a bit the estimated budget for this is 104 million dollars and this thing made 410 million yeah so that's a hit it is that's why they're making more of them (laughs) it makes sense it's a great little property it really is it's a lot of fun that is going to give kingsman the golden circle a total score of six and a half why not If not a little high. Yeah, I think that that's appropriate for this movie. And on that note, we should probably find out what we're talking about next week. Brian, hit me! Next week, we are back in the DCEU talking about Wonder Woman 1984. That's right, we're not done with Pedro Pascal. We're not done at all with Pedro Pascal. (laughs) (laughs) So nice we had to do episodes with him twice. I'm totally on board with that. Wonder Woman 84 is a weird movie because it was the first major release on HBO Max. Yeah, it was basically the first theatrical intended release to come out on streaming services during the pandemic. But that was like, that's the thing I feel like it's going to be like known for at this point. Yeah. Is it's the big pandemic release. It's the COVID movie. It like opened the door to what we now know as cinematic releases. Right. Which is crazy going to have a pretty high impact on the genre score, I think. I think it might, too. And But we'll see. I have not watched it since the day it came out. Same. Which was Christmas 2020, something like that? Yeah. Or I'm very excited to watch this thing again. It's long, but 
I can't wait to watch it again. I'm very interested to see, because I don't even watch movies the same way I did back then. So I'll be interested to see my takeaway from it. Next week, Wonder Woman, 1984. Until then, thank you for listening. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. Join us on Patreon this month for Witness. As we've said a few times, 4.30 time for milking. 4.30 time for milking. (laughs) Email us your questions and comments at kpodcasters at gmail.com. And follow us on social media at Cape Podcasters, especially on Facebook, where we're always throwing up a post on a recording day asking for your questions. And we got a couple here. Jeff Miners wants to know, what's your favorite Jeff Bridges movie? Oh, that's tough. It's between three. What do you got? It's either Big Lebowski, which is the obvious answer. Yep. Iron Man, which is a little obvious for this show. Yep. Or Bad Times at the El Royale. Which is a really good movie. I watched that on an airplane. Surprisingly good. Enjoyed I enjoyed it. Had very low expectations for it and it blew me away. So But if I'm being honest with myself, it's probably Big Lebowski. I think that makes the most sense. I think it's the quintessential Jeff Bridges movie. I also haven't seen Tron, so Tron's really good. It's just really dated. And Tron Legacy, I will very much go on record saying it has the best film soundtrack of all time with Daft Punk. Oh wow. That's that's high praise. My favorite Jeff Bridges movie is probably The Last Picture Show, Peter okay. Bogdanovich, but it seems very on brand for me to say that it's not The Big Lebowski or something like that. <laughs> well, it's certainly not Iron Man. It's a great performance by him. It's it a very good a lot of doors. Yeah. But I'm going to go Last Picture Show. I've always been curious about Fearless, but I've never seen it. So Not that curious. <laughs> I've recently become curious. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm going to go Last Picture Show. Brian goes Big Lebowski. There you go. Last question we have is from Phil Hudson Hawkins. He says, I never saw any of the Kingsman movies until I recently decided to watch The King's Man on Hulu, thinking it was the first one. I quickly realized my mistake, but decided to give it a go anyway. Poor choice. That movie was fart. He asks, if you were to choose the third movie in a comic book film franchise for someone with no knowledge of the character to watch, oh no, which would it be? <laughs> I'm going to take the safe way out and say, Logan. Oh, that is a safe way out. That's a good suggestion. Because it's just a good standalone. You don't really need a ton of background on it. I'm going to cheat, and I'm going to go with the Cornetto trilogy and say The World's End. Well, The World's End is so damn good. Yeah. It's my personal favorite of that trilogy. And you don't need the prior knowledge of the last two movies. No, there's nothing that connects except for the ice cream brand in the movie. So There you go. Is that a comic book film franchise? Not a fucking important. Was it supposed to be comic book? (laughs) That's what he said, but oh. it doesn't matter. We've done it now. It's, it's, it's already the done. The Manning is Cooper. We keep saying that. <laughs> the Manning is Cooper. The Cooper is Manning. Hangover is also not a comic book trilogy, but I'm going to have one tomorrow. That's correct. Phil, Jeff, Micah, thank you for your questions. Brian, you got anything else, bud? No, there's nothing for me. Fantastic. We're going to see you guys next week for Wonder Woman 1984. Same pod time. Same pod, Omaha.